Welcome to the Galloway and Isbell podcast. My name is Thomas Galloway. To my right is Evan Isabel. How are you, Evan? What's up? I'm doing good. Doing good. Okay. Noah Galloway to my left. How are you now? I'm doing great. He's doing great. All right. So this is the first pod of 2018, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and we also have a new mic. Oh, my. This is so much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It, uh, it's a new year. Figured might as well upgrade a little bit. And also, just in case it doesn't work for some reason, we're doing it with the iPhone as well. The classic. Just, just And also, it makes me feel more comfortable that we're doing it the classic right. way. The classic way. Because worst case scenario, we drop some serious fire here and uh, nothing, nothing gets recorded, right? That's, that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> okay, so today we have a few things to talk about. Our favorite stuff of 2017. So music, movies, TV shows, all that stuff. Classes are over, and class is about to begin, so we're kind of in that, you know, no man's land in between. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Uh, we have a couple animal-related questions, which are kind of our forte here at the Galloway Nintendo <laughs> Podcast. Noah made a game-winning three-pointer the other night, so we'll talk yeah, about that a little bit. And then we have some uh, utensil questions, forks, knives, spoons, etc. And also, if you have any suggestions, like you've been listening to podcasts in 2017, you think we should do something different in 2018, we'd be glad to hear it. Uh, one thing that I've realized over the course of this is that like doing a podcast it, on a regular basis is really difficult to come up with content mm-hmm. and I respect the people who do it for a profession even more now oh yeah so yeah we're looking for getting suggestions getting motivation just to do it right oh man we're always I gotta like for... get out of bed and talk <laughs> gotta have that talk it's a lot that's like two things that I'm not good at right <laughs> at the same time <laughs> so we're always looking for prompts we'd really appreciate it if you uh, would offer some up and uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, uh, follow on SoundCloud, and share the podcast with a friend. It really does help. So in a moment, we'll get to our topics. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Morning Bell Coffee Roasters. Morning Bell offers a diverse and unique selection of specialty coffees and have direct personal relationships with their suppliers. Visit Morning Bell at 111 Main Street in Ames, Iowa, or get their coffee at the Wheatsville Co-op or either Hy-Vee location in Ames. If you do not live in the Ames area, that is not a problem. You can order off their website, morningbellcoffee.com. And shipping is free anywhere in the United States if you order over two pounds of coffee. And whether you visit the actual location or order online, let them know we sent you. They like hearing how new customers hear about their business, and it shows us and them that the sponsorship thing actually works. So let's get to our favorite stuff of 2017. So favorite movie <coughs> of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who wants to start this one off, go That's for it. Good question. I like Wonder Woman a lot, but that was like one of the only movies I saw in 2017. Yeah. That was with you guys, too. So yeah. That might be why I'm remembering right, it. Right, right. Good. Yeah. Noah? I like Baby Driver. Oh, changed my, I changed my movie. It's <laughs> Baby Driver. Um, great action, police, getaway car scenes, and just phenomenal overall movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we all saw that one together as well. That was a great movie. We watched, Noah and I watched it two nights in a row. That's also my answer, but I also, for to give some more suggestions, I like The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. Big Sick was good. Um, you you saw like, Logan Lucky, right? Uh, the, like with Channing Tatum, like the racing one, like as a robbery. Yeah, I saw that one. That yeah, was really good. Uh, Dunkirk was awesome. Dunkirk, okay, have not seen that. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman, uh, Spider Man was like it was fresh and like. Still haven't seen it. That was, that was really funny solid. too. Yeah, so uh, pretty solid year uh, for movies. Um, favorite music or playlist or album or mm. artist of 2017 that's stuck to you guys? I'm going with Division and Plaza. They both sound similar, similar to The Weeknd, and I like The Weeknd, so there we go. There we go. I like Shakira's new album. Um, she put out an album like in, at the end of the summer. That was really nice. Uh, and then she did a song with 
Prince Royce. Oh, yeah, I know. It's oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, I, for me, this is a good year for like movie soundtracks. Mm. We mentioned Baby Driver. That soundtrack was incredible. Definitely. Um, with this uh, movie, we did a deep dive, like a review, a whole podcast about Baby Driver. I think that's episode six, if you want to go back and listen to that. We talked a little about Wonder Woman as well. But Baby Driver, and then La La Land came out the end of 20, 2016, but 2017, the soundtrack and the movie itself were still very popular. So that's not, and I really like that soundtrack. So for me, it was a good year for movie soundtracks. And I really, like... I became aware how more aware of how important soundtracks are in movies. Oh yeah, and they set the tone, and uh, so it's good year for that. And also for this year of music, I create every year. I create a playlist. I put this on my Snapchat story last night, but I create a playlist of as I go along the year of like songs that mark like specific points in time. Like mm-hmm. when I listen to it again, I remember a very specific oh, yeah. event or occasion. And so I made a playlist of those songs, and so you can, uh, if you, anybody's interested, like, it's probably different for everybody, the songs mm-hmm. each year. They're, like, they're going to listen to that soundtrack and feel all the emotions that you were feeling. <laughs> right, exactly. They're going to be like, why am I having these strange memories? <laughs> I feel like I'm Tommy Galloway. The power of Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested, you can check that out on my Spotify. But also, favorite show of 2017? Like, new show or, like, new show in general? That's, like, a great, that's a problem. Like, if you... If there's one that stood out to you that was created in 2017, then that one. But if not, you know, there's one that you watched in 2017 that really liked. That's a good question. I'm going with Mindhunter. A couple of FBI agents interview psychopaths and serial killers. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very deep, intellectual type show for deep thinkers. So go check it out. Evan, do you have any in particular? Um... I've been studying a lot of Spanish, so all of my shows are like Spanish, Spanish shows. <laughs> but I, I did get started on this new show called El Barco. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, about the ship. The ship, yeah. Yeah, it's about the you ship. mentioned uh, it on our podcast. I did. Okay, yeah. so everyone knows I'm not, what it's about. I'm right? not. I'm not blaming. I just how I remember Spanish. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> um, so, if you if you don't want to know what I'm talking about, go ahead and rewatch, listen to all of our uh, podcasts <laughs> until you find it. <laughs> until you find it, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, my favorite show is was Mindhunter as well, but that was literally the only show that came out in 2017 that I watched. So it kind of is difficult. Usually when I watch a show, I just like rewatch Mad Men or something or The Office. Uh, but yeah, my family's Hunter. going crazy on The Office right now. I swear. <laughs> like last week, I went downstairs and I was watching. My, my parents were watching like the Christmas special. Yeah. And then like this week. I saw him watching. I swear, I saw him watching the same, same episode. episode. <laughs> and they've been like, I think That's they've gone through it a couple times this week. <laughs> okay, so favorite book of 2017. It doesn't have to come out in 2017. Just something you read or mm-hmm. multiple books you read this year that you really liked. Well, I'm going to go with The Picture of Dorian Gray. A young, handsome man gets into sin and it kind of tears him apart, tears apart his soul. Mm-hmm. And... This book is banned, yet I'm not really sure why, because, be, I th- and I think it's probably because people are guilty when they read this book, because it, they see all the sin that Dorian commits, and it brings back their own personal memories of sin, and they feel ashamed. Evan? Um, I'm reading a book on, it's called How to Read Literature Like a Professor. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. It's, um, it helps you, like, it's all about, like, finding those clues so, like, uh, for example, say, like, they're eating a meal together mm-hmm. in a book. You're yeah. reading a book, and it's like, oh, there's this scene. That scene's supposed to be, like, okay, help you pick apart the story right. more. 
Um, that book's pretty good. And then I read a grammar book. Nice. That was really helpful for Spanish. Nice. And yeah. My my favorite book of 2017 did come out in 2017, but was Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, that was mm. I'm reading that one right now. Nice, it's yeah, Spanish. it's really it's really good book. <laughs> it's really good in Spanish too. Yeah, Malcolm <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell is my favorite art uh, authors, and I also so my favorite book and also wasn't quite the same thing as my favorite thing I read. So I don't really count this as a book. Mo, you can grab that thing right there. Okay, so this little thing is called the Pocket Guide to Action. And it's 116 Meditations on the Art of Doing. So it's really not a book. It's just a bunch of little thoughts. Yeah, check it out. It is really, it's, it's not something you pick up and read like, you can read it all in you know, a week or whatever. But, it's like a bathroom book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's more just little thoughts that, like, that condense motivational, um, inspiring messages. And it was, it was really good. Like the one thing I'm biggest on is action, and if, like if you could put one word like that you think about every day to like to get you to come motivate you, action I think is the best word to think about, and so that's what this book was. It was it was really good for me to uh, read this year, and it also comes in a PDF form that's free. Really? If if anybody, yeah, including you, if anybody would like me to email that to them, I can. Maybe we could link it. In our yeah, we can certainly find a way to link it to you guys. Sure. Uh, it's really it's really good. This um, is awesome. Yeah, it is, I would say probably the single best thing I would suggest anybody who, any young, particularly a young person, um, to read to kind of get them off the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, or on the couch. Or on the couch. <laughs> while you're reading it, but then right, off the couch exactly. after yeah. you're done reading it. <laughs> Precisely, yes. So that was, and then also the third one, I was, for, for basketball fans out there, the best basketball book I've ever read is Basketball and Other Things. I didn't know there was basketball books. <laughs> I have that one handy as well. Oh, that's it's called cool. Basketball and Other Things. Yeah, it's it's the if there's someone who's not interested in basketball wants to read a basketball book, this is the best recommend the one I recommended the best. Is this a comic um, book? Oh no, it's a not. Little, a little. Oh, bit. it does have a few images. Uh, it's by Shay Serrano, who is also a really good Twitter follow. If you guys are on Twitter, really funny guy. He tweets a lot though, so if you get annoyed at people who tweet a lot, then don't follow him. Mm. But the book is really funny. It's really good. It's not a traditional basketball book by any means. It's go- kind of goofy and uh, it's interesting. So that's my that was one of my favorite books of the year. Uh, podcast besides this one, uh, do you guys listen to much podcast that's out to you guys over the year? I, I do. I, I follow um, Coffee Break Spanish, um, Coffee Break Break French. They're a really good podcast about learning languages, and so they do a really good job of um, progressing you through the language. Right. and um, explaining grammar, but keeping it fun. And they're also from Scotland, so that makes it... They've got some really cool Scottish accents, yeah. which I'm like not doing <laughs> a good job. I'm sorry. Um, and then my family, we listened to... Um, when, when we went on a road trip this year, we went to Illinois, and we listened to Sawbones. It's a, have you heard of it? No. It's a, like a medical thing. Like a podcast. a podcast about medical stuff, yes. but it's really just like a bunch of really wacky stories um, about like strange and mysterious like sicknesses. Like the king of some land got the sickness where he thought that he was made of glass, and so that it, <laughs> like nice. it was like a mental thing. Okay, interesting. Uh, Noah, I'm going with the Adam Carolla show. He was a former radio guy. He's a comedian, and he talks about life, and he makes it super entertaining. It's really funny, and just a solid 90 minutes of entertainment every day. Yeah, he puts out a lot of content. Every day. Yeah, every day. He puts a 90-minute episode out every day. Yes. Yeah. 
He did. He did radio, so he's like he's kind of used to this. Oh, sort of wow, thing. it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's a lot. It, when I listen to that every day, I'm like, and then we do this. I'm like, boy, man, how's he do that? It's crazy. Pretty insane. But by himself. But uh, he has a couple sidekicks. Oh, but they, don't, I mean, they mostly just have side comments. Like, it's not like they're providing a whole lot of content themselves. But my favorite podcast. I'm gonna go back to uh, Malcolm Gladwell again. Uh, he has his podcast called Revisionist History, mm. and yeah, he he basically goes through events or events in history that he feels like were misexplained or misinterpreted and re-explains them and or forgot things he thought were forgotten that need to be reminded to the people and it's really good and a lot of things aren't just random history things there are things that are still applicable today Mm -hmm. or themes that you can apply to your daily interactions Um, so one that I would recommend right off the bat that I listened to again recently uh, it was in season two he's done two seasons of this ten episodes each season and it is called Miss Buchanan's something, and she was a teacher. It's basically the Brown versus Board of Education trial. Trial <laughs> in 1955 or 1954, when uh, basically ended segregation mm-hmm. of schools. But one thing they did was not integrate the teachers. They basically the majority of teachers were fired for not meeting uh, qualifications. Or being uh, oh, not so quite as good as their white like peers. They, they segregated through like yeah, kind of sneakier ways. Right. So it was so the students were uh, integrated, but the te- they didn't have really teachers that they could connect with mm-hmm. because most black teachers were fired um, for being uh, not equal to their white peers, which was not true because, uh, in generally speaking, if you were a black person at that time period, really the only if you were uh, bright and curious and educated really the only place you could get a job was being a teacher yeah. it, it was it was it's very interesting so that would be my favorite podcast of the year and uh, i think that's all we have as far as like our favorites of 2017 so with classes being over in between classes uh, in our second episode our first episode that we've we ever did we talked about summer feeling like purgatory because you're sort of just in no man's land not doing a whole lot uh how do, how do we feel about this three-week break between semesters? Um, I feel like it's like an extreme purgatory for me because I get an extra long break. Because oh, you, yeah. you go back like, Monday. Monday. I go yeah. back to classes on the 25th. Yeah, that's true. So I have an extra long period. And like it doesn't, it kind of feels like I'm going into this like other world type of thing. Because it's like I'm going to study abroad. And so this whole break, I really don't need to do anything. I just need to keep studying and stuff, right. which is, like, easy. But, like, once I go back, or once I go back to classes, it's going to be, like, an actual huge transition. Yeah. As opposed to, like, going back to, like, Iowa State or something right. like that. Yeah. Okay, so we have a few animal questions. Uh, I think we'll move on to uh, Noah's Game Winner. We'll talk a little about that, since that's a little more time-sensitive. It just happened a week or two ago. So... What was your initial reaction, like just initial feelings right when you make that shot? So just to set the scene, you, we're down to, with seven seconds left, to make a three-pointer. On Noah's high school basketball on team. On Noah's high school mm-hmm. basketball team, to put him up by one. So yeah. what initial feelings when that happened, when you made that shot? Well, for starters, it was, it was such an adrenaline rush that it just sort of paralyzed you for a second. It was crazy. Because it was so just kind of surreal because you, you picture doing that and you dream about it and stuff, mm-hmm. but you just the likelihood of that that situation is nearly impossible and so it was just the adrenaline rush was paralyzing that's crazy yeah. Yeah. did you like have you practiced a bunch of 
three pointers like in the past, or was it something yeah. that you like? Sure. You you knew it was going in when you yeah. Shot I, was, it? I was pretty sure it was going in. Nice. Yeah, so that that felt good. So, we've talked about this kind of debate whether you'd like to make a game winning shot like at home with your home fans or on the on the road against the opposing fans and like make them completely quiet. Yeah. What was making and this shot was on the road. Was it as good as you thought it would be? No, because. Well, for starters, the gym was 20 minutes away from our home gym, so there's a lot of our fans there, and so you can't really feel the just the depressedness of of the other team. Of the other team. Oh, that'd be yeah. so depressing. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So the other thing is the previous possession, like with 30 or 40 seconds left, he missed basically the exact same shot that he made with seven seconds left. So, what about your pro? Like, how do you feel? Um, Missing the exact same shot before, did it affect how you, when you shot the second one? Well, the, since the game was so intense and it was just, I was just so locked into it, it had felt like it had happened like several minutes ago. And it was, and then I watched the game later and it happened like 20 seconds before and I completely forgot about that. <laughs> and so that was, that was um, obviously helped when I, when I, for that shot, just knowing or feeling like it had happened a long time ago that it just hadn't happened. Right. And so that obviously helped um, for the success of the last shot, yeah. having a short memory. Yeah. So on this podcast, a lot of times we like to take like ordinary events and try to tie them to life and mm-hmm. have some life lessons out of them. Mm-hmm. So there's a few uh, life lessons I got out of this po- out of that event. Out of and so, seeing your brother? Out of seeing my brother in a three-pointer. So, and, and I wrote them down. And one thing I do like about sports is that like these life lessons that normally would take a long time to um, understand or see, they are like condensed in like a short period of time mm-hmm. and they become apparent fairly quickly. Uh, I wrote down a few lessons like from this shot. Uh, n- number one, uh, being focused on the positive outcome. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot, like we all kind of want to make like those game winning shots in life, like those life events, but a lot of times we're afraid of uh, the, what happens if we miss. And I was thinking like, uh, we get caught up in the potential for failure that we, uh, don't even take the shot in the first place. So the lesson for me was like focus on the positive outcome, you know, shoot the game winner, uh, start your business, go talk to the girl, whatever it is. Like just focus on the positive outcome, and I think you're more likely to take those steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second lesson that I got out of this was, uh, as we mentioned, Noah missed the same exact shot like the previous possession. Mm-hmm. And so what? How good we have been at something doesn't predetermine how good we will be at it in the future. Oh, yeah. It's like if we mess up something, we there's a very good chance the second time we'll get it or the third time we'll get it right. But a lot of times it feels like we do something and then and then for some reason we just say it, we're not good at it, so we just say, well, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And then we never we never even get ourselves the opportunity to get it right the second or third time. So that's another thing I really liked about that shot was he messed it up the, with 30 or 40 seconds left, mm-hmm. but he's like, I, that's, that doesn't, that's not going to affect whether it I make doesn't define. Right, it's not going to define whether I make the, set, the next one. And so I thought that was a really good lesson uh, that you just move on, you try it again, that time you might get it. Uh, the third lesson I got is that um, a lot of times, I think how people can carry themselves playing sports is kind of like a little window into their personality. So not necessarily how good they are, but how they, the decisions they make, like I said, how they carry themselves. Um, so when I, and sometimes when I'm watching like sporting events, I look at the people and say like, would I hire that person? Mm-hmm. And 
I think I think like the practical application of that for employers can be really difficult because a lot of times you aren't going to get to see your employees like play sports. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think it's it's a useful exercise in like thinking how common traits transfer from one area of life to another. Mm-hmm. And so like, ba- are they getting frustrated right. when they get, when they miss that shot? Because like in high school tennis, we weren't allowed to like if we missed it. Um, if we messed up, we weren't allowed to like be frustrated. Right. Like it was like if we got got seen like like swinging our racket or something, we'd yeah. be like, "Hey, you have to leave now," yeah. or like you yeah. like get off the court. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of those things they they do transfer to other areas of life. I think, and we may not always appreciate that, but I really I really do think they they do. So basically, what I'm saying is. Uh, Noah's looking for a job. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, so this, if you're out there, you're out there. Any employers? Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> he, he's going for uh, ten, ten fifty. If you can, if you can get it, but minimum wage is no problem. He's fine with that. I'll take what I can get. Okay. So, <laughs> some animal questions. Uh, <laughs> we were, so this question, this first question comes from uh, Martin Taylor, a friend of mine from Colorado, and his. Uh, Instagram is Martin underscore Taylor, then then the number four, and he gave us his prompt in July, and we tried to talk. We tried to talk about it on the grain bin that one time. Oh yeah, uh, the second episode. The second, yeah, the second episode. But the mosquitoes but the, were killer. Oh, mosquitoes man. were really bad. Oh, man. So, you know what? We got around to it. It might be 2018, but we got around to okay, it. We got there. So, what is the animal that you would? want to ride if you could like a horse okay. you could ride like a horse you could it's like domesticated it will let you ride it ride it like a horse and ride also like you can and you can like shrink or make yourself larger depending mm-hmm. on how you want to go about this can i but, like make myself small and then big or is it like I'm yeah okay so this is how it works it, it every time you hop like you like say it's like a mosquito or something and you want to ride the mosquito you shrink to the you shrink size. you go shoop, mm-hmm. shoop. And so shoop. we we thought this would also make a really good movie as well like Every you right when you hop an animal, you go shoop, shoop, hop on the animal. So like a bunch of Ant Man, but like when you just right when you exactly, hop yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And so what do you guys have uh, choices here? What do you guys think? Uh, I think I remember choosing a hummingbird because yeah, their yeah. wings flap like a million miles a second right. or something crazy. They they flap like two hundred and I don't know, it's something crazy. A lot, but so fast. And so like I was thinking, if we get the hummingbird to be my size, and I ride it, yeah. I could use that like hummingbird wing speed right. to like do some like crazy supersonic stuff and like cut through for sure. Windows. That would be good. That would be good. Noah, um, I'm gonna go with the Cape buffalo, not for safety but for entertainment. Okay. Because like lions and leopards and all cheetahs, all kinds of those animals are always hopping on the hides and the flanks of those those beasts, okay. and so it'd just be super entertaining to watch them spear so, these cats in the face. Why not just pick a lion? That's a good point. Because <laughs> then you can like actually chase after them. Like you still get the entertainment value. Yeah. But you're a lion, and that's a little cooler. Yeah. But I I picked a dolphin originally, but I changed mine slightly. On a technicality, to an orca, to a killer whale, mm. because they're the coolest looking they're animals all so time. So cool. And what I would have this orca do is ride basically near the top of the water, and so my head would be outside the water, mm-hmm. out the, above the water. So I don't have to worry about the breathing okay. issue. Mm-hmm. No, Could you just like non-issue. put your mouth on the blowhole? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> give you some air. Yeah, and a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so I would definitely pick an orca. And it, 
they they attack like whales in packs, mm-hmm. and I just think that'd be really cool to be a part of. That's cool. And just go to Sea World, dude. That's already a thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need to like. This isn't a fantasy. This is real life. <laughs> this could happen. And so the reins would go in the orca's mouth, like like an actual horse, and it would 100 percent work. Oh yeah, I have no doubt. Evan, I feel like you should have a saddle for that hummingbird because it's gonna flap. Oh yeah, it's gonna be right right off. It's gonna be like a bowl. It's gonna gonna be like you know the the flash has the suit. It's gonna have to be like that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, The second question. Okay, so I was at work the other day and I was really bored. So I came up with eight big cats and searched them on Google Images to figure out what the scariest big cat was. Mm -hmm. Just on Google Images, not like your. Is it links? I forgot to put them in the bracket, Mm. but probably not. Probably not. Uh, And. The winner, you got anybody want to guess what the winner was? I already told Noah, but would, Evan, would you like to guess um, what the winner is? Scariest big cat. Is it hairless Based? leopard? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't really include, like, just, like, weird ones, like, to weird me out. Mm-hmm. I didn't include, like, just, like, the traditional. Okay, just the normal looking. Yeah, so. Just the normal looking hairless leopard. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the the winner was the Black Panther. Black Panther. So, the, very scary. Now, the, there have been some arguments for just, like, the traditional, like, the lion and whatever, but the thing about a lion is I feel like it would honor kill you. Like, it would kill you if it had to. But a black panther would go out of his way to sneak up on oh, you yeah. for no good reason. Like, it could be completely satisfied hunger-wise, but it would just kill you anyway. And so that's I'm very bored. scary. Yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're bored. So that's why black panther won. And this is strictly off Google Images. So, like, if there was a if there was a close matchup, I would just put, like, leopard. If it was a leopard jaguar, i put leopard scary. i put scary after it. Now, this is completely going against what I've learned from my zoology studies in the Jungle Book. Because um, in that movie, we, we find that Black Panthers are very good singers and quite quite lovely friends. <laughs> okay, a whole lot. So, the, yeah, the key being Google Images. <laughs> so not, had, a mo- not a magical fairy tale yeah, movie. I'm pretty sure I had Black Panther, Lion, Tiger, Leopard, Jaguar... Snow leopard, snow leopard, regular a cheetah, and then an eighth one, an eighth big cat. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, we'll get to these other topics later. We have some utensil questions. We'll take care of that uh, later in this year of 2018. But this has been another episode of the Galloway and Isabel podcast. My Ooh. name is Thomas Galloway. Evan Isabel. Noah Galloway. So thank you guys. And once again, give us some feedback uh, based on what you guys think about 2017 and what you'd uh, like to see in 2018. And uh, thanks again. Every time we talk about animals, we should get like a...